0: The more you know, the more you know, the more you know, it's the more you know, everybody, and welcome to the More You Knowble Sports Podcast. I am Mike Noble. Uh, you can follow us at more underscore noble on Twitter and
1: Caleb Noble zero 08 is my
0: I'm on Twitter noble as well. Uh, and today, today we are in mourning. We're in morning of another St. Louis Cardinals season that ended way too soon for all of us. And uh, joining us today is a man who is going to help make sense of it all. He's going to help explain to me why my coffee didn't taste as good this morning. And why my drive felt like four hours instead of 25 minutes to work. And why sitting in a chair at work talking to my students just didn't feel as good. Why my Greek yogurt did not taste as good today. And and he's going to help us all make sense of the fact that I did not sleep well last night. My food did not taste good today. And everything just sort of hurts. A man who is our only national champion,
2: Mike Godard. Uh, thanks again, Mike. Uh, yeah. A moment of silence for the Cardinal season. Uh, the, you know, the day after baseball season ends officially for the Cardinals every year is, is always a, a tough day. Uh, you know, the sadness sets in and you, you realize you got a long cold winter ahead and um, yeah, it, it's, it's already starting to get dark at six thirty, and we we have no more October red October baseball to look forward to. So,
0: dude, I was expecting you to come on here and make me feel better, but that just that like that was like the uh, final stab right to the heart right there.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I don't know how to make it feel better, Mike. Uh, other than other than to say that um, we can we can look back on the amazing seventeen wins in a row, uh, the the push to get into the playoffs. And and I'm, I'm just being honest, I, you know, going into the game yesterday, um, I, I texted several people and I just said, you know, all I all I can ask for is a good game. Give me a give me a, a good competitive game where it's close in the late innings and the Cardinals have a chance to win. So, in all in all reality, we got what we hoped for, uh, just didn't get the result we were hoping for.
1: Yeah, but it's a game. I mean, it was a good game.
2: It was a very, it was an awesome
1: but game. But it was a game that the Cardinals very much should have won. And I'm a little bit annoyed again at Nolan Arenado, to be <laughs> honest with you. Here we he talks no because it's so frustrating to me that he forces his way out of an organization who doesn't compete for championships. He gets multiple opportunities in the game and doesn't even look relatively competitive. Here's what I'm gonna say: if he again trying to pull everything, it's gonna be more of the same. He's going to bat 250 again. And when he faces a good pitcher, he's not going to do shit because they'll just throw him outside fastballs. And he doesn't take what they give him, which is a shift every every at bat. And he tries to pull a home run every time. Guess what? No other player in, in the Dodgers lineup, not one player does that. Not one. Not one player pulls off of every pitch. Except, Cody Bellinger pulls off a lot yeah, of pitches. Yeah, and how's he playing? Right. Well, so, you well, you said sorry. not one. Sorry, one of their eight, not their four-header.
2: Go ahead, Mike. I was gonna say, I'm, I'm going to say this. I mean, obviously, um, you know, it's a one-game playoff, so we, we have to scrutinize the one game. But um, obviously, Arenado and and uh, Tyler O'Neill were both disappointing last night. They both had a lot of chances. But I'm, I'm actually uh, most disappointed in, in the Goldschmidt at bat um, late in the game. With the the, uh, go-ahead run on second, I mean, he he went up there with a chance to do damage, and the first pitch was absolutely center-cut right down the middle fastball, and he watched it go by. The second pitch, he took the weakest swing I've ever seen him take on another fastball that was hittable, and he missed that, and then took a curveball for strike three. I mean, that was probably... The most pathetic at bat I've seen all season from anybody. I, I agree
1: with that, but also Goldsmith was on base three times, all first, all three of his first three at bats. And going back to the seventeen-game winning streak, it was Tyler and Goldie. Nolan was missing in action the whole time. He was not a well, big, not the whole the whole time. time. He was not no, a big part of that seventeen-game winning streak at all. Offensively, especially, he didn't do really. I look back at all the big moments. He wasn't a part of any of them. Not one big moment of that 17-game winning streak. So I want to know, you want to be here in a pennant race, then play like you're the player that we got.
0: It did are not. It, he is. He hasn't been. It did appear that the moment looked maybe too... And it's not. Like, obviously, I'm sitting on my couch as a 47-year-old dude who's overweight, like, watching the game. So take all of this with a grain of salt. But it did look like the moment was maybe a little bit too big. Or... Nerves did, I mean, they are human and, and nerves do kind of pop in. The one thing I will say about Nolan is he had, he had the, the year that I thought he would have um, 3,400, an OPS over 800, playing gold level third base. With Nolan Arenado is the least of my concerns. I would, however, like to see him pop up in big games. Not that he hasn't all year. I'm not going to say that. Um, and, and last night, the thing that the most frustrating thing to me, and Mike, you pointed out to Goldschmidt at bat, the most frustrating thing to me, uh, and I'm I'm in the same boat as you were, Mike. I wanted a great game, and we got a great we got a 47 hour great game. But it, <laughs> hey, I will take every minute of it to keep watching baseball that's meaningful. The most thing the, the thing that was really frustrating to me was it felt like we were winning five to nothing, because Scherzer was not good. His plate over and over and over, and it just seemed like we couldn't do anything with it. And now I know the guy's throwing 96, 97. I get it. But those guys have been doing damage with those pitches the last month. And we did absolutely nothing. The only run we scored was on a pass ball. So when you go 0 for 11 with runners in scoring position, Goldie takes a bat at bat. Nolan didn't look good. Tyler looked – he looked anxious and he looked lost. Yachty looked awful at the plate. Tommy Edmund, shout out to Tommy Edmund, everybody. What a night he had. Three hits, two stolen bases, two incredible plays in the field. Uh, Wayno was everything we wanted and more and in the end this this hurts this sucks but in the end the better team won i mean there's not even an argument there but it sure did feel like we could have gone into the ninth inning up five to one
2: it did feel that way and you know again that's uh the drama of win and in baseball right there it's you you get your chances and if you don't take advantage of them then you're golfing the next day. It's an unfortunate reality. And you're right. The better team won. And the Cardinals, you know, gave them a great game. It was a very entertaining one-to-one game for several innings. And the Cardinals had multiple opportunities to cash in and and take control of the game. And they never could do it.
1: I think another thing that needs to be brought up, yadi's pitch calling is fucking atrocious. <laughs> it is the wrong yeah. No, I'm not, because it's awful. Everyone knows that Chris Taylor swings at that O-O-O slider. He's not swinging at it again. So let's bury a slider the next pitch. So he's not going to swing at it, because he's Chris Taylor. He's a good player. And then let's throw another one. And the str- That was supposed to be thrown as a strike. So say what you about Alex Reyes. It was hung a little bit, but it was on the outside part of the play. Yadi was setting up there. Why are we th- – he throws 99. Throw a fastball on the corner 99. What's he, I, okay, well, are you still freezing a bloop in a hit? Maybe he will, but you center cut a slider. Why are we calling the Wainwright pitch, Justin Turner? Let's take him a curveball for a get-me-over curveball. Why are we just giving – it doesn't make any sense. And there were a lot of pitches he called to Bellinger. He was calling inside pitches. McFarland was obviously not commanding that side. And he walks him. That Joe West also was not calling that you side. Have, you have a one-and-two count to not even exaggerating, the worst hitter in Major League Baseball this year, and you're afraid to throw him something to hit. Make him beat you. If he hits the home run, fine. But you can't walk him. You can't walk him to bring in Alex Races, who we knew was coming in because he was warming up. Like, you have a lefty-on-lefty matchup against a guy who batted, like, 50 against lefties this year, and you just keep setting up inside when he doesn't have it. Give him a sinker on the outside corner, and he's probably going to roll over or swing and miss. And he just... Go, bro. Why? It doesn't make any sense. Like they should have won that game. Max Scherzer didn't locate a single pitch no, he for really four should. innings. Yeah, he did. Not struggle. one pitch did he locate. And you could tell in his like he was pissed. The only pitch I saw him locate was against a Mundo Celso to strike him out. A fastball away. Everything else was center cut. He was begging for us to lose that game, for them to lose that game. If they were facing the Giants, they would have lost that game by ten runs probably.
0: Like you're, they, you're really speaking they, some hyperbole. I'm not here. kidding.
1: I think any other team in the, in the postseason
0: probably would have won that yeah, game. What, what sucked yeah, – and there's so many things that sucked last night. So There were so many great things about this 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 last month. And but,
1: Tommy Edmund needs an apology from both of you. he. <laughs> I just gave him a shout-out. Out. So what are you he, talking about? He's going to be batting first be batting ninth. Well, he's the only one that did anything.
0: He is, and I, and I just gave him a shout-out. I don't know what more you want. I'm sorry, Do you just, want me to like walk over to his house and give him a high-five and he's a hug? Been,
1: he's been one of the best players so sending some for flowers. Like a month and a half. <laughs> and everyone else, like, had, I don't
0: know what you're wanting here. I just gave him a shout out for showing up. Mix, like what, what? are you wanting? He's the from only me? one that's showing up. He's been he's done that multiple times this year. So, um, e- either way, the one thing that sucked, and, and it was it was all our biggest fears, is what reared its ugly head for multiple months this year, reared its ugly eg- ugly head again last night, and that's hitting or any hitting really outside of Tommy Edman, um, our bullpen. At the end, costumes, but but that's going to happen. And when you get late in the game, whoever loses, the bullpen is going to cost you. Unfortunately, it was Alex Reyes, who his last three ninth inning appearances, he's given up walk off home runs. Um, so, like a lot of people saw that coming. And then also, honestly, I, I don't we don't have to dig deep into this if we don't want to because there are a, a hundred scenarios that you can look at. But Mike Schilt left our two best pitchers sitting on the bench last night in a game that was tied in the ninth inning. And that, that hurts. That, uh, in a one and done, that hurts. If that's game one of a five-game playoff, that's a different story. Hudson and Flaherty watching the game instead of ever being a part of it. And we went to Reyes, a guy who we know has been struggling the second half of the season. We know struggles in high-leverage games all of a sudden. He did in the first half. He has the second half. And we also know when he ever comes in with a guy on base – it never ends well. It hasn't ended well all year when he's coming to a game with a man on base. So those are things that my thoughts on that.
2: Yeah, I was. So my thing is if you're, they had Reyes up in the sixth inning warming up to come in and ultimately decided on Garcia. And so if, if you're not confident enough to bring him in in the sixth inning, why would you bring him in in the ninth inning with a guy on base? That's what, that's what that's what frustrates me. I mean, you know, I when they didn't go to him in the sixth inning, I said, "Well, they don't. He doesn't have confidence in Reyes, so it's going to be, you know, Flaherty and Hudson later on." But then they go to Reyes. I, I didn't understand it then. I don't understand it now. But yeah, I, I will say this: uh, two things, Caleb, you're, you're spot on. Uh, Tommy Edmond was the man and um, he deserves all the credit for yesterday. Um, he was, if we could have one more guy in the lineup, do what he was doing. We'd be previewing next series against the giants right now. And, and, also, and also, I, I actually agree with Caleb about Yachty. I, there were several times in the game last night where I was like, why, what are we doing here? Um, the one that stood out to me, aside from the ones Caleb mentioned, was the at-bat with uh, – and it, it didn't end up hurting him, but the at-bat with uh, Will Smith against Garcia. Garcia painted two fastballs on the outside corner to start the at-bat, and and Smith was frozen on both pitches and was behind 0-2. And, and then Yachty called four straight sliders that all left, were out of the zone, and he walked them. And that, to me, I couldn't figure out. How and, and w- one of those other pitches needs to be another fastball in the outside corner that he couldn't pull a trigger on. That was one of the moments that the guy sitting
0: across from me was screaming at the TV last night. What the fuck are you doing? Literally, I think those were yeah. your exact words. Those, those were my yeah. exact words. Yeah, so you're you're right on. It it is. Do you've done this shit all year? Too, he like has.
1: It. Like, and it, I always call it before it happens.
0: You, I will so give like you credit it's on of that. Kind
1: pathetic that I know, but the guy that's going to into the Hall of Fame for these reasons doesn't know. What fucking scouting reports do these guys have that I'm not seeing? Well, because, there's a, all of them, okay, by the way. Well, they're wrong, because <laughs> they don't work.
0: I mean, the answer to your question is, they have all the scouting reports that we but do not see. About,
1: but the thing is, they, the hitters also have these scouting reports. They know as well as the other guys know how they're going to be attacked, because they have 500 in bats throughout the year. So how do you, if some guy, Will Smith is a great hitter, so Gifford props, he's an amazing hitter. But you paint them two sinkers on the outside, and sinkers and sliders are the best pitches to go off of because they move the opposite way and they spin the same. And you give him the first two sliders, fine. Go back to it and make the guy hit the ball. You know how hard it is to hit 99-mile-per-hour sinkers on the outside corner? And like
0: Mike said, they have painted the corner both times. If he yeah. go out there, the only thing he's going to do if he hits it is either pop it up or ground up to second base. Or
1: if he's on it and he hits a double in the gap, right. good on him. Right. But don't put him on base.
2: Yeah.
0: It makes it no <laughs> <sense. laughs>
2: Yeah, he didn't have a good swing to start with. He he was frozen on both of them. That was the thing. It's not like he, you know, took a giant hack and fouled it straight back. I mean, he literally was frozen twice by the same pitch right on the outside corner. I mean, I'm fine if you want to bury a slider on 0-2 and see if he just wants to wave at it. But at some point, a 1-2 or 2-2, you got to go back to the fastball and take your chances.
1: And the reason, the fact that he was so easily taking those sliders, he wasn't budging. Makes no. me think that you throw another one out there, and this ended up hurting us. But he's gonna take it again because he took the other ones. He he might not have been seeing Garcia's ball well. I don't know what the reason was, but it just seems like Yadi a lot of times is behind what is happening, and I don't know what it is. I know he knows more about baseball than most people to ever live, but it's it's kind of ridiculous sometimes. Though you can judge what a hitter should be thrown based off his last swing, and I don't. And sometimes it seems like he has a game plan. And sticks to it so staunchly that it it just doesn't matter the
0: way of the event doesn't matter see I, I actually think it's the opposite and you might be right like you're you're I sit here and I watch the majority of games with you and you are on quite a few of those pitches the majority I would say of, of what's coming what should be coming why is this coming whatever right and I, I love that that's why I, I enjoy watching the games with you um, but I almost think for years it's been the, the phrase, Yadi was playing chess instead of while everybody else was playing checkers. I think sometimes maybe he tries. And I don't think he tries. I don't think this is like him trying to be smart. Like, oh, Yadi no. is one of the smartest baseball dudes I've ever seen. He's never um, played. R- to ever play the game. Right. So, I think sometimes maybe he is almost out thinking himself sometimes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm sure in his mind, he is going through – every scenario not for the pitch he's getting ready to call but for the next one and the one three down down the way if it gets that far and sometimes i that would have to mess with your head i think and i also think that sometimes yadi is his worst enemy in the fact that pitchers rely on him so heavily and they trust him so much that they're just going to almost call or throw whatever he throws down even though they might not be on the same page as him and again I'm speaking completely out no, of turn well, here. Wayne, I don't know that.
1: What Wainwright said one time, they said, have you ever felt like you've thrown the wrong pitch or something? And he said, normally when I shake Yachty off is when he thinks he's throwing the wrong pitch. So, and I get it. Yachty's earned all that. Agreed. He has. But in a big game like that, a thing they just seem so obvious to be mishaps. Like that Justin Turner, at bat, I, he likes throwing get me over curveballs. That's been Wainwright's go-to pitch for since I've been alive, basically. Right, right. So, I get it. But I told you before the yeah, at-bat I thought Turner was going to hit a home run. You that did. wasn't a joke. You, you called it. And I felt like he was going to do that, and Turner shows up in big games every big game. He does. And you hang him a curveball. I mean, he's made a living h- hitting the ball into that bullpen. So you hang him a curveball. He's not going to miss it. You He throws the curveball so slow that even if you're not expecting it, you have plenty of time to adjust. And it's well,
2: just – Go ahead, hey, let, 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 Let's be fair, though. I mean, I, I, I'm sure that – the game plan wasn't to hang the curveball and he's thrown 551 curveballs this year. And that's the first one that's left the park. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to get too nitpicky about Turner hitting the curveball. I mean, can it I, well, I mean, I can neither confirm or deny that. I just, I, 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 I saw, the, I saw the stat on Twitter today that gotcha. he, he's thrown 551 Good this way. year. If no, that two. is incredible right. right yeah that's you're in, facing insane.
0: a different beast and, and here's uh, the thing level. again i go back to as fans like it hurt i did not i'm not lying when i say i did not sleep well last night you always i said it all year you sleep better after a win everything tastes better after a win like there's no doubt about that uh, and i'm not even playing i couldn't imagine like i couldn't imagine that plane ride imagine <clears> right now i couldn't imagine being out Ray. no and shout out to wayno for going up to him hugging him Oh, that we'll talk about race here in a minute. Um, all, all of that. I mean, that, you know, we, we've seen it happen to other guys our entire lives. You know, and when it's one of your own, it sucks. It sucks. And to watch that, like, but I just felt, and maybe maybe I'm wrong here. I, Caleb kept asking me all day yesterday, are you nervous? And I wasn't. And I think it's because I, I didn't even get nervous in the eighth or ninth inning. And it's only because I just felt like after that streak and everything else, we almost had maxed ourselves out, even though I know we had a shot to win that game. But I knew—I mean, the Dodgers were such the favorite, and we played it. like Mike said, we played a great game. We really, really did. But when you could just see guys on base and we we just looked off again, like we did two months ago. You think it's because we had so many days off? I don't know. I—I I mean, you could throw in maybe any type of scenario there. It could be. It could be that you didn't play meaningful baseball, you, and you, the Dodgers did. I told you I didn't like the way they that. It, it could be. And let's
1: be fair. We'll talk about all of our missed opportunities. If the Dodgers lost that game, they would have been thinking that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's just sure. baseball. It I mean, is. When you face good pitching, they get out of tough situations. I was telling my dad, I was like, if I, there's anybody ever in the history of baseball that I want to have an off day and still be pitching for me, it's Max Scherzer. Right.
0: Because he will go yep. through it. He's not going to yep. go out there
1: and blow up the start. It doesn't matter.
0: And, and, Mike, did you see him? I thought it was hilarious when Dave Roberts went out there, which did shock me, by the way, and really could have backfired on Dave Roberts. It worked. But it did work. <laughs> but when he went out there, I love that Scherzer just shook his hand instead of handing
2: him the ball that was awesome. Yep. That was and, and and not surprising in the least. You know Matt had every intention of throwing seven or eight innings last night. And
0: don't did you like we've all we've all played in, in I mean games, not like ever at that obviously well, no. that's the dumbest statement no, I've ever made. No, but right. But like we've all been have been around that guy or been that guy who when something when when you know he's pissed, you just kinda stay away. Yeah, Carpenter was that way. I, I don't know if we have that guy now. I think John Lackey was that way, right? They was talking about you did not talk to John Lackey on game day. Yeah, like he was in the zone from the time he showed up at the park till the time it was over. And you know, I think Scherzer is that oh, guy. Yes. Um, one thing that was awesome wasn't rooting for the Dodgers, obviously, but it was really really cool for Trey Turner and Kevin Long to show up in. Well, I mean, sorry, Juan Soto and Kevin Long to show up in Turner and Scherzer jerseys. I thought that was awesome.
2: That was awesome, and, um, you know, it just goes to show you that those are, the, you know, those are uh, teammates that left an impression on, on each other, and that's, you know, that's what it's all about, and uh, it was cool to see them rooting on their guys. I wish we could have sent them all home with an elbow. So do I. So do I, man.
0: So do I. <laughs> Juan and then, Soto's going to be on the Dodgers. <laughs> what, I tweeted that last night. As soon as we as soon as soon we saw Soto in there, I was like, so you're telling me, Dod- so Juan Soto's going to be a Dodger in a couple of years. That's <laughs> what I got out of that. As Boris, Scott Boris is sitting there eating his popcorn. I hate Scott Boris. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I'm about to give this guy a lot of money. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, again, great season. Uh, actually, great run in September. Great start to the season. The middle sucked. Great. Uh, let's. You, I don't really have a lot more to say about last night. Let, let's talk a little bit about Reyes, and then let's talk a little bit about next year before we get into the, the football aspect. we okay with that, or is there anything else you guys sure. want to talk about from last night? No, I'm good. I'm yeah, good. I'm good, too. Okay. Um, with Reyes, again, shout out to Wayno for, for what he – I'm not surprised for being a class act guy. I'm, like, I'm like sure they guy all guy. did that, yeah. right? There, there can't be a worse Like right. I feel for him so badly. I I sent Caleb a text today, and it started quite the argument here, Mike, so I want to get your input. All right? Kay. I have this weird feeling that Alex Reyes might get traded in the offseason. Am I absolutely – as okay, I'm going to use a few words that Caleb said. Ridiculous, insane, lunacy. Those were the words that I got back in the text. Uh, It felt like it. It felt like it. But maybe that's why my Greek yogurt tasted so bad. You hurt my feelings. Good. I tried to. But, (laughs) I mean, am I way off base there? Am I just completely losing my mind? Is this overreaction Thursday?
2: Yes. Well, I I mean, I don't think you're out of your mind, but I sure – don't like the idea of selling low on a guy like Reyes. I mean, um, the way his season ended and even the regular season the way it finished up, definitely not his best work. and you know I think I think you can't get the value back for Alex Reyes that you would have gotten back, you know years ago or even before this season. So it would seem to me to be a bad time to try to trade him. Would I be surprised if they did it? Uh, nothing really surprises me anymore. But I can't imagine that they're going to get the kind of value back for him that you would expect um, for trading a guy with an electric arm like that. I also
1: don't think you can, would, would get I, I don't think it's even going to cross their minds, to be honest with you. Yeah. But I don't think there's anybody you could get for him that has anywhere close to the upside that he has. I mean, you're talking about a guy – and I'm so sick of hearing all the hate on him. A guy who's never pitched a full season in the big leagues. A guy who was an all-star. A guy who's dealt with so much adversity in his baseball career that you wouldn't even know in his personal life. To get to where he is now, to be an all-star, and then to go through this, which every reliever goes through. Mark Melantha was terrible for four years in San Francisco, and he had the most saves in baseball this year. But, and he's in a new role. He's always been a starter. He was great, and he, uh, he got overpitched. He was he's never I know they wanted into hundred innings out of him. That made no sense from the beginning. They it, never it never did add up. But and there's a difference between getting hundred innings and getting seventy appearances. Big difference. That's every day. That's not going out there and getting three innings every three days. That's different than getting one every day. And that's what he was doing for a long time, especially when the Cardinals were winning. So to us uh, to say if they trade him, then they're completely out of touch with what happened and who to blame. I don't think there's anyone really to blame other than the fact that they built an incompetent bullpen for the first half of the season, and got lucky and and, got, rota- and, and they had injuries, yeah, and, and got rotation. lucky in colliding in a bottle with two guys who, and all honestly, shouldn't be good, but they have been. So I don't think that you can blame him for any of this. And also, they still want to build him up as a starter. I hope that goes well for him. I think he's built. He's been way better this year in multiple inning relief situations, and I think he would probably be better out of that role, but I don't know how many he can give you, but that's not for me to evaluate right now. But if they were to trade him, not only would I be incredibly pissed off because you're trading arguably a top 10 talent guy on your in your roster and whole organization, but you're trading someone based off the emotions of the last outing he had and the last month and a half that he had. But guys are going to go through struggles. It's his first season. He's not listed as a rookie, but he's basically a rookie.
0: That's not why I was – I was not – I'd like to clear this up. I was not saying they're going to trade him because of what happened last night. Here's my thing. You've got arbitration – his second arbitration this year. He's going to get a lot of money because of what he did the first half, right? He's just, he's just going to. He's got arbitration again at the end of next year, I believe. And then he's uh, a free agent at the end of that year. The only thing I – there are a couple things that concern me with him, and it is – one is his durability, which has been – that's, that's nothing new. That's every right. pitcher. I, uh, okay. It's not every pitcher. It's, it's, every, not, it's not every pitcher. It was Adam Wayne, right? Uh, okay. It's not. It, it was. wasn't. It
1: wasn't. Still,
0: the durability on Reyes has been questioned by many, many people. It, there's no comparison to Adam Wayne right there at all. Zero. I'm just
1: saying it's every pitcher. Has
0: and two, problems. what does concern me is body language and, and confidence. You, to be a, a major league pitcher, you have to believe in yourself every pitch. When they called him into that game, I told you. Against Milwaukee, the Grand Slam. And, and then, with all the, the pictures and everything, he did not look like he wanted to be in that game at all. And I said, this game's over. I told, I legit, I, seemed like I saw him walk out. I said to you, this game is done. You could tell. Last night, he didn't look fired up again. I, 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 here's what I'm nervous about, guys. And I'm going to be real honest. And I will be, I will open myself up to massive criticism. I'm nervous that this is Carlo, Carlos Martinez all over again. That's all I'm going to say. I, I know world of talent, Martinez, world of talent, all-star Reyes, world of talent, all-star. I'm worried about the, the makeup mentally, as well as the durability. Mike, am I completely, am I just saying something stupid here?
2: Nope. You're not off base there. I mean, his durability has definitely been a concern for him and really, you know, this, he, he's been around for a long time for being as young as he is. And he's been on the radar for a long time. And this was really the first year that they were able to get a full season out of him. But in my opinion, um, you you have to, you have to groom him back to being a starter. Um, it, it's obvious based on a lot of the things that you just mentioned that he's a little fragile when it comes to the big stage and the ninth inning. Um, when he's on and his confidence is on, he's fantastic and that was what we saw for the first half of the year and what made him an all-star but once there were a few chinks in the armor, then all of a sudden it was a different guy and you can't you can't pitch in a big game on the big stage in the late innings when you're not confident in what you're doing i, I also agree
0: 100
1: I have no idea how confident he was yesterday. No, I don't have either. the body language. So then he hung a slider and a hit a home run. I, it's baseball. It's that simple. If Kenley Jansen would have done the same thing, everyone would be pissed off at him. I don't know how confident he was yesterday. I know yeah. that in the, the middle of the winning streak, while my dad was sleeping.
0: he that hung, was one game. He saved, Can we leave no, that, because that, that no, because one No, because
1: that game could have altered the season. It could have. Incredibly. Because that was another field, the bullpen blowing the game. And he didn't do
0: it. But to be fair, hold on, to be fair, he got out of that inning because of two things. An unbelievable play by Goldie and one of the craziest double plays you'll ever see. He had guys on the bases all over the place. I'm telling you, like, I get it. He was on the field when that happened. But that wasn't because of him. He didn't have guys on field all over the place. He had guys on first and second one. Or
1: first and third. I get it.
0: But then he let another guy on.
1: That's what I'm saying.
0: I'm telling you, anytime he gets guys on, it seems like everything starts to spiral out of I'm control. Just saying, uh, here's what I want. Don't question Look,
1: his confidence when you don't know what's. I said I don't goes. know.
0: I legitimately said I already took care of that. I well, prefaced well, that's it that what way. I'm saying. All right, I'm telling you that I am nervous about that. I, I want to see him be a, an elite front end starter. Trust me, that's what I want from him. That's what we've heard about him for seven years is elite front end starter stuff. We've yet to see it. We saw great closer stuff for half a season, and after that, we saw mediocre pitcher. That's what we saw, which is what we have seen every other time he's been up here, with the exception of a game here or there. So I'm just telling you, I'm a little nervous. That's all I'm saying. I want him to be great. He seems like a good dude. He seems like his teammates love him. The don't, I the wa- don't
1: compare him to Carlos Martinez. Okay, Because Carlos Martinez. You're is right. Good That's dude I'm not. I didn't.
0: Him. I didn't mean mental. I didn't mean the way people but feel about him. I'm talking about it his...
1: Carlos is, is an idiot.
0: I'm talking about his Different pitching situation. career and his pitching thing. That's all I'm talking about. So that's what makes me a little bit nervous. I do not believe they're going to trade him. Let me throw that out there. I do not believe they're going to trade him. I do not believe they should trade him. Um, I do believe you have to start looking at, at what are we going to do to make him successful? How do we build him up in the offseason? What do you do with him? Like next year, I know Mike, and, and I'm going to let you talk about this here in a minute. I know you're all in on, on either getting a guy like Scherzer or getting a front-end starter. If we, if we build up Reyes as a starter – well, Where is he going to start next year? As a five-starter? He is. He's, so he's going to start over a front-end starter. Jack, Dakota, Wayno, Miles. Who's he going to start over? I've been telling you I don't think we need a front-end starter. That's been my we point. Would, so, Mike, let me ask you, as someone who does want a front-end starter, if we're building up as a starter, where's he going to start?
2: Well, I think, I think, obviously, if you get a front-end starter, then you start asking questions of um, – Where's Michaelis going to start, or you know, maybe you know, maybe somebody else ends up in the bullpen. It's it's not. Where's the front end guy going to start? He's going to start. Agreed. So they're
1: not going to go after a front end starter.
2: They have Matt. Well, Lewis they should. Up they, they absolutely should. They I absolutely I don't,
1: should. I don't think that's where their problems lie right now. As we they definitely saw yesterday their problems lie with they need another bat because you can't have it. Sosa, and Harrison Bader at seven and eight. Because you're not going to score any runs, especially when the fact that we're going to have nine hitters next year, and at that point you're going to have three or four hitters down there. Yachty can't be batting sixth ever again. He needs about eighth next year, and you have a Harrison Bader batting ninth, and your top seven need to all be good hitters, or else you're going to you're going to be behind the eight ball with all these good teams again. What I
0: would say is I think you have enough money to be able to address the hitting and the pitching.
1: They don't because they skip one. But, but, but hey, I mean, Mike, let me
0: ask you: outside of outside of Scherzer, is there a guy out there that you you would? Like is it, is it Scherzer or bust for you? Like what is, what are your thoughts there?
2: Um, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say Scherzer or bust, but I mean, but Scherzer, the, the thing about him is he just checks all the boxes as far as, you know, not only the, the top of the rotation stuff, but you know, the makeup and, you know, the big game ability, but yeah, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say it has to be Scherzer. I mean, I wouldn't be against, you know, somebody like Zach Greinke or – Oh. Um, hey, Zach Greinke can give you some innings.
1: He's been awful this year. He's 40.
2: Yeah, yeah. well. Um, he's like Adam Winger,
0: but bad. I, I, I'm a, I would not want to go sign Zach Greinke. The only I'm other guy would be Carlos Rodon, and I'm
1: horrified of giving him the money he's going to want. There's not that many yep. starters out there. and yeah. I don't think I don't think I don't want to sign Max Scherzer to a four year deal. With I don't plus. think he's going to
0: need a four year deal. What he said? Oh, he did? Yes. Yeah, that's dangerous.
2: I would be, be really surprised if he ends up getting four years from anybody. He'll I mean, he can say
1: pay for the first two and then deal with the last two.
2: That'll he can say it. that's what he wants, but I would be surprised if that's what he gets. I would too. But
0: I wouldn't. Yeah, I would. He'll I would get be shocked he if wants. he gets four four years i i also wouldn't be shocked if he goes back to la nah, mm. i mean they've got money i would be surprised if he goes to the other la <laughs> i've got a lot of money yeah i know they don't yeah they do they got cools off the books yeah but they still have a lot of other bad contracts yeah but they were
1: paying that forty million. so i i don't money. know
0: i i think i would love next year's are here in st louis i i i am intrigued to see what do you do with matthew libertor what do you do with Reyes? jordan hicks evidently wants to start That's like, like i I just worry that we're going to be back next year. And, and this is why I almost agree with Mike, but I also believe we have to get a shortstop, but we'll talk about that in a minute. But I, I agree with Mike that you need a front end starter. Zach Greinke would not be my guy. I'm not, not trying to poop on your idea there. I'm just saying Zach Greinke would not be that guy for me. Um, we got John Lester J. Might as well bring one of those guys back. But it, if you're going to get a guy, like, I, I worry, go ahead, what?
2: Well, I was going to say, I, I, I threw Greinke's name out there. I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not necessarily married to that either, but, you know, there's other free agents. Justin Verlander's a free agent. Um, Kevin Gossman's a free agent. Um, do you so, worry about I mean,
0: Gossman, like? No, I'd sign him if he You would? You would? Okay. But he's gone at San Francisco because why wouldn't he? Well, because you don't know. What, yeah, they do have money he's out there. They do have man, money out there. Um, yeah, it, it's, here's what I worry about. If you don't get the front line starter, like Mike said, then we're back to we have to make decisions on eight guys. Like that always scares me for some reason. Do we make the like, right mention, decisions? We still
1: have a guy named Yahan Oviedo who's right. shown we, I, starters are not the problem. They're gonna maybe have a surplus of them next year.
0: Yeah, but again, but, are they I, all the same are they just guys? You need more right. than just guys. We have yeah. a because, Jack Charity, I get we have it. Dakota Hudson. I get it. Two very good starters. And I think you Adam need a third. has been really good. I know, but
1: And I know you can't ban it every year. But then you've got a bunch of guys. You I mean, Libertor's going okay. to be really good. You have to give him a shot at some point. If Alex Racing Caleb, as a starter, give him a shot.
2: Mike, what? Caleb. C- Caleb, here's the thing. On paper, you're right, but the the problem is, in practicality, it does it just doesn't work that way. All, all these guys that we're talking about, you're looking at what their top end uh, ceiling is, and not what they realistically are going to perform at. We don't know what Liberatore is in the big leagues. We don't know what Reyes is as a starter in the big leagues. We don't know if Adam Wainwright is going to be able to continue his run next year with what he's doing. We don't know if Dakota Hudson is going to be able to stay healthy for a full year. We don't know if Jack Flaherty is going to be able to stay healthy for a full year. We, the reason that a frontline starter makes the most sense is you need that established guy with a track record that you know you can count on every fifth day for the duration of the season. And the Cardinals don't have that. Right, because this year it was Wayno. I mean, Jack, look, I mean, we saw what happened
0: when Jack got hurt. The yeah, it's Wayno. That yeah, that's because
1: everyone else was I, hurt. I, I get
0: it, but but that's what I'm saying. Like, if you have that frontline starter who stays healthy, and I know, okay, I know your argument's going to be every. I get it. I get that that is the risk you, you take when you sign a pitcher. But there are guys who have been way more durable throughout their career than others. But here's my that's thing. a fact. And Here. also, you can't just bank on four young guys. And honestly, here's the thing. Miles Michaelis, I've been saying I've said this since we extended him. When I was I was against it then, there was zero reason to give him that extension at that point in time. Absolute zero reason. A guy who just pitched in Japan, had never had major league success, has one good year, and we said, oh, we're gonna open up the books for you for four more years. He hasn't been healthy since. Did he look good a couple starts this year? Yeah. Can you count on Miles Michael's every fifth day next year? No way.
1: No, and I'm not and I never said his name either. I'm
0: just saying, but, but he's
1: in the mix. I understand that, but there's a lot of people in the mix. And I get not hoping that not, I mean, I'm not saying you rely on Libertor to be the number two. But the dude's gonna to have to be a star in the big leagues at some point. He's not a reliever. And he's the second highest rated lefty in all the minor leagues. So you break him up next year? You have to get the guy a shot. You don't have to, Dad. You can't keep him down there until He's twenty six. That's 21. been twenty one. That's been the problem with the organization forever. They kept Tommy Pham in the minor leagues for four more years. than They need to be. That's the problem. You have to give them a shot. And I get it. You know. And if, guess what? If they're not good, I think the team's good enough to be right in the mix by the trade deadline. That's when you go get a starter. When that's was the last team, time we did that? That's what. Well, that's not my fault.
0: Okay, but what I'm saying is obviously it's <laughs> no. not your we fault. A free agent pitcher. No one, no one in the world said when well, was why last time we did time someone signed a free what, agent pitcher. No one, agent one said when did Caleb Why we didn't almost, Caleb Noble make a trade at the deadline our, for a top ends? That's what I'm saying. Our claim
1: to fame is almost signing David Price. When was the last starting pitcher we signed? Who?
0: Michaelis. Miles. Miles Michael. Michael. No, we signed him From as Japan. a free agent.
1: That
0: doesn't count either. KK, sure it there you
1: go. Trash.
0: So that's what I'm saying. Like, what? So, so what, why would we go sign that? What makes you believe that if we're in contention? that this front office is going to go get a frontline line starter. Tell me one time that's ever happened. We'll make, Mike, John, can you? John Lackey. Uh, we made a trade for Lackey. Like, and, and, again, Lackey. we gave up a lot, but we got Lackey. I mean – You can't even name me one time we've signed a good pitcher.
1: So why would you think we've gone and signed the best pitcher one in the last 10 years? We're due. He's going to $30 million a year.
2: <laughs> we're due. It's
1: not gonna we're due. We're
0: due. We're due. We're due.
2: Our <laughs> we, uh, look. go ahead, Mike. It, it just the thing about it is, Caleb. I mean, you're right. We, we, in in an ideal world, we would get to see all these guys and everybody would flourish. But history shows you that it doesn't work out that way. So you can you can both sign a Max Scherzer and see what Liberator has next year. It, it doesn't have to be either or. It's gonna be a, I do though,
1: agree with that. It's going to be either or to sign a Max Scherzer or get a shortstop. And if, if anyone thinks Max Scherzer is more pertinent than a shortstop that can actually hit the
0: baseball. Mike does. That's ridiculous. Mike, last night you, you yep. made it, You made an astounding declaration that you're okay with Sosa being your shortstop next year. I
2: am. I am. I'm, I'm perfectly fine with it. I, I mean, I, again, he was scared to death last night. It was pretty obvious, even after the first ball that was hit to him. And then the, and then the line drive that he didn't catch, yeah. That's you know first postseason experience, big stage, on the road. It, it was it was it was too much for him. But overall body of work this year, he's he's been a revelation. And I, you know, he's twenty five years old. Um, he brings a lot of enthusiasm and and spark to the team. I, I would have no problem seeing if this 25-year-old um, has more upside down the road than even what he showed this year.
1: I disagree with you for this one reason. Go look at every other team in the playoffs right now and look at their shortstop. Because they're all studs. Everyone.
2: You, you think that's what it is? That's what got everybody where they are now?
1: Is no, I'm saying it? you can't win with a shortstop that's unreliable in the field because he's made a lot of errors this year that shouldn't be made. And that can't hit a home run. Um,
2: you can't I mean, hold that. I mean, you look I, at it,
0: Right now, Boston. David Eckstein won a uh, World Series MVP. Different time. Xander Bogart and Wander Fregler <laughs> in this game.
2: The other
1: game, it was Tim Anderson, Correa. Then yesterday was Seager and Trey Turner. They have both of them. And then you look at all around the league, Willie Adamas, Dansby Swanson, all way better at the most premium position on the field.
0: I, I am I am in the agreement, I will be honest, that I want a top level shortstop. You I do. here and, and here's my thing, Mike. This is the reason why. I, I'm I'm a Sosa fan. Like I, I like him. I love I love I what you too. just said about the energy. But we also have Tommy Edmund and Harrison Bader who do the exact same thing. And I just worry the next year in the year of the DH that if you have Sosa if you're relying on Sosa every day. Or De Young. Or De Young. Or a split or whatever, which I don't even know how that would work out. But whatever. Sosa, Edmond, Bader, Yachty, and then question mark at DH. That's that's five batters in your lineup that are all massive, massive, average or below average major league hitters. Which we batters. saw yesterday. And that concerns me greatly. And, and Sosa, to me, his defense doesn't outweigh enough in fact, Young, to me, is heads, heads and shoulders above him defensively. He's much more sound. And um, I actually texted one of my buddies last night in, like, the fifth inning. I was like, okay, it's time to get the Young in. And then they got him in there. And not, I'm not saying I prognosticated this. And then he makes the, the, the catch that Sosa couldn't make. The same play. That and, and you know, obviously they both have weaknesses in their swings. I, I just see Sosa, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Edmundo Sosa becomes a superstar, and we didn't seek him. Hey, that, it's happened before. He doesn't have to make up. I, I said the same thing about Tommy Edmond last year. Now you're making me go to his house okay, and apologize to me. But still, you may have to go to Edmundo Sosa's house next year and apologize. I hope so, but I, right. I hope not. I but I, sure I am know. all on the board of, of go sign a top-level shortstop that extends your lineup but also protects Nolan. I love DC. He is not a five-hitter in the major leagues. He's just not. In, in my opinion, he should be your leadoff hitter, but yeah, I just you have you can't if we don't go get a, a, a hitter that can protect Nolan, you're going to see Yachty hitting fifth again next year. That cannot happen in a team that wants to win a World Series, in my opinion.
2: Yeah, I, I agree with that, um, but I'm going to pull a page out of uh, Caleb's playbook here and say, you know, Nolan Gorman could be that bad. He could. You're right. He could,
1: and you and I believe they're going to give him a shot. But I don't see, I don't see any way you. The six hitter for the Dodgers yesterday had a 950 OPS. Ours was Yadier Molina.
2: Well, I mean, no, so you're we not
1: moving these teams. If you were to play the Dodgers in a five game series, no fucking shot you do anything. No shot. If they go into next year with Bader, Sosa, and Yadier and Yachty, and I love Tommy, so I'm not going to throw him in there because I think that's just. But special. I think he's going to hit ninth.
0: That's why I threw him.
1: I, it's not the OPS, yes, that's fine. Dude, whatever. let's relax. Yeah, so the only reason we were relevant yesterday. Like, I get but, it, but um, still, that's one day. If you go in with those guys in your lineup, you're not winning a World Series or even competing. You're not. They were not going to compete for a World Series unless they got lucky and beat the Dodgers yesterday, because then they got to go face the Giants, who are if the best offensively. They've had a lot of really good games, but they can't hit good pitching. And then you'd go face probably the Brewers, who also can't hit. I, I and then you the would have maybe way, Put some their... damn respect on the Braves. Yeah, okay, fine who also can't hit very well. So that's the, that was their path to success this year. But next year, odds are the Dodgers are going to win the division. And you're going to have to beat them in a five-game or a seven-game series. And if that is your lineup with Edmundo Sosa and Bader at 7-8 eight or 8-9. Eight, and Yachty. And Yachty, You're not winning.
0: You're uh, not. Mike, here's what I'll say. And maybe I'm wrong. Because, again, I don't – again, I would love to see this. And Fair I know – story. I, what I would love – obviously, I would love to see Correa – I would love to see Seeger. I'd love to see Baez. I know a lot of people don't yeah, love that no. in St. Louis. I do. I would love to see Story. Um, I think Simeon, I would love Marcus Simeon. Don't get me wrong. I just see no world that he doesn't go back in Toronto. Unless, but again, I don't know Toronto's finances very well. I have not looked at what what you know, if he wants to play shortstop every day, there's so many factors there. But I would love and you brought up Gorman, I would love a world where our DH next year. It's almost a platoon situation like the White Sox did this year when Abreu was hurt or even when they played Vaughn in the outfield. And you've got Yepes and Gorman as your DH. Don't go sign an old dude. There's no reason to go pay Albert. I, it sounds great. I love the marriage. And we talked about it on here before. It does sound like a very Disney-like movie. I get it. But give those two guys a shot. Those two guys have raped at every level they've been at. And we saw the White Sox run away from the Central this year. and Obviously, we know that the AL Central was not good. I understand that. But, and, and Vaughn did struggle at the end, and you're going to have ups and downs. But I, I'm okay giving those two guys a shot and plugging them in where you have to. Goldie needs a day off, but yep, it's in there. Give Goldie a DH day. If, if whatever, but you're going to have the DH. But I think you also need even another bat. That's what I'm going to say, I guess, is that you really need two bats to extend the length of that lineup. Caleb's right, in my opinion. Yachty should hit eighth, you know, or seventh. If you want to hit him seventh to avoid – getting that eighth guy to clog up the bases because you got Tommy and DC hitting behind him at 9-1. Okay, I understand that. But you cannot have him hitting five and six like we saw all year long and expect to be a a World Series contender in my mind.
2: Yeah, he's definitely not an ideal. And I also think, you know, there's a possibility where, and obviously this is an ideal or something that I am in favor of, but I think there's also... A possibility that if the roster stays like it is now, you'll see kids behind the plate a lot more and Yachty DH. Oh my! Oh, fuck. oh my
0: God! Mike, can, you, my, can you imagine home. that?
2: I, I mean, I think it's a realistic possibility. I mean, I, I don't, I don't like it, but I mean, I, you know, I could totally see.
0: To you just, you, you, know, how I talked about the fact that my coffee didn't taste good this morning. <laughs> and I You just somehow. Made this wonderful whiskey and coke that I'm drinking it tastes like <laughs> absolute dog shit. No, I in one fair sentence, Mike, shout out to you, buddy. Could
1: someone explain to me why the Cardinals organization acts like Yadi is a good hitter that needs to play every day.
0: He's had huge hits in his career, but I get it. I, I know I what you're saying. He looked awful. The Dodgers last aren't
1: night. going out of their way to start Albert Pujols, right? Right. I
0: know.
1: He's one of the, one of the best hitters I've ever. I know.
0: I know. But <laughs> if you were to say this on Twitter, you would get you might get run out of Cardinal Nation. No, they just start talking about Matt Carpenter again. <laughs>
2: Well, here's the thing, and it's it's absolutely true, and that it's the loyalty to him is going to cost them at some point. I mean, it it, in some sense it already has because you know we can't let him go finish his career somewhere else. That's the that's the mindset, dude. And you know, instead of being able to do it the right way, where you know, you phased Yachty out, you know, he plays half the games, then he plays, you know, a third of the games, and then he retires. We've got it to where we've got to ride him like secretariat to the finish <laughs> line, whether, whether it's good, bad, or ugly, and he, he he has to be here and can't go anywhere else. So th- they did the right thing with pool holes, obviously, right? They they said, okay, correct, but Yachty doesn't require a long-term contract that pays a record-setting deal and a incentive, you know, personal services contract after it's all over. He's a one-year-at-a-time guy. So as long as he wants to play, you know, we're obligated to let him play, which it, it hamstrings the team at some point. And I think we've reached that point. The, the one
0: guy I've, I've talked about on here a little bit, um, just looking at options as far as bringing in a guy who could be a DH but could also – to give you some outfield time because I don't know what I don't know what their long term plans are with Lars. I mean, you've got Plummer down there. You've got a bunch of guys in the minors who have had a lot of success in the outfield. Like you are, st- our future is bright. Like if, if they make the right moves, that's always the question, right? That's the the As question. We, that's well, that's the right. question, right? But that's the question, and it's going to win Rookie of the Year. But that's the question with every organization in baseball is if you make the right moves and the right guys pan out. I mean, it does take a lot of luck, but. You've got you've got a lot of stockpiled talent at the Double A AA and Triple A level, and, and you've got Mason Wynn coming, and you've got um, oh goodness, why did I just forget his name? The stud set um, Justin Walker Walker coming at second base, um, Jordan Walker. Jordan Walker. He's the first baseman, third base. He's playing second base this year. He's like six four playing second base. I don't, I, yeah, but which I don't think that's his long term spot. But you've got it sitting there. But the one guy that I've talked about a little bit on here is Michael Conforto is really interesting to me. I know he had a down year this year. I don't know if that equals a better contract, you know in his walk year, but if you look at his numbers throughout his career, it's he better. is not just against righties but against lefties. And that's a guy, man. You add him into your lineup. If you could get him out on 3 year deal and I don't know. I don't know. But then what you can do is also you can plug him and play him at all three outfield spots and even though I don't think you'd ever play him in center because nice. if, if you were sitting Bader, you move Dylan over, you know or Tyler or whatever. Um, what are your thoughts on Conforto? Am I just like, is this just a pipe dream thought, and is this a guy who we probably don't even need to look at?
2: Well, no, I don't think it's a pipe dream. I mean, he's he's a he, you know he fits the mold of what you what you'd be looking for in a veteran hitter. But I, um, I you, you hit the nail on the head. It's a it's a matter of being able to <laughs> make the right moves. you it's it hasn't been the Cardinals unwillingness to spend money it's been their um, their decisions on where they spend their money that's been the big downfall so they they have to find the they have to find the right answer not just an answer and you know extending Carpenter extending Michaelis um, you know bringing in Andrew Miller Beto-
0: Brett Andrew season. Miller. If we didn't trade for Marcelo, Bre- yeah. Lee, trade for Marcelo yeah. Zunin, this team would have won 100. Here's players. the thing, though. At the, at the, when they made the trade, I was, I was excited. I, I, I mean, looking back, yes. But at the time, I was, I was happy about that trade. Yeah, well, I'm not So, happy. you know. Especially if you didn't keep them. But, well, now we're kind of glad. <laughs> but, again, right, who knows. Yeah, I, and it's going to be an interesting offseason. I think the ownership, I think, I don't know that the ownership gets a pass this year. For the 17 game winning streak and making the playoffs, um, I, I hope they don't. I, I do feel like there is a sense among the fans, among the city, among the, pl- I mean, maybe everybody. I mean, no, no one's here. I feel like there is a, a little more pressure on DeWitt, on Gersh, on Mosellac to really, you've got, they've got money. Like, don't let them fool you with, with what Ballpark Village is doing. The amount of money, guys, they're going to pull in next year on the Yadi Wayno farewell tour, people are going to be piling into St. Louis every time O pitches and every time Yachty plays, uh, they're going to, they're going to draw as long as we don't get the, like Omega Zion Zeta alpha version of COVID knock on wood. Right. That. Right. You know, some new super thing. Stop, just stop. I better stop. Um, they're going to like draw 3.3 million fans again. Don't you agree, Mike?
2: Definitely. Yep. They, the fans always will show up as long as the team's competitive and, by all accounts they should be competitive again next year so you're right in an ideal world they get at least one solid impact bat and one starting pitcher to put in the rotation that you can count on and then you take your chances from there and i think if you do that i really truly believe
0: you can win the central division next year i really do i i I know that the brewers are getting back their their guys i get that but but if you get a top of the rotation guy and in my opinion, it's a shortstop. And that's what it is. I think that's the one glaring hole in this offense, a guy who could hit anywhere from second to fifth, however you want to shuffle up that that lineup, right? Whatever you want to do. I and, and maybe you give a guy like Gorman or Yepes or both of them a shot at the DH spot. I think your lineup becomes so much longer and more dangerous. It allows a guy like Bader to hit seventh or eighth. And, and be dangerous. A guy like Tommy to either lead off or hit ninth, whatever it needs to be. And now all of a sudden your lineup is longer and more dangerous. And it's one of those, that I, I'm still not sold on the Brewers. I know Caleb, you picked the Brewers to go um, to win this. I, I still think Atlanta's going to beat them. Um, I don't know. I just, I just think the money is there. I think the pressure is there with Nolan being here and the promises that were made to him. The fact that it is Yachty and Wayne knows last year. And boy, guys, if you don't think they're going to market the hell out of that, Wait till you see the giveaways next year. It's going to be bobbleheads. It's going to be T-shirts. It's going to be hoodies. It's going to be long sleeves. It's going to be hat. It's going to be. Wayne Rice toenails. Exactly. It's going to be everything you can ever imagine. And they're going to have that out there. And they're going to be marketing that. And people are going to come back to Bush Stadium, I think, to see the last chance you get to see Yadier Molina. Because they didn't get to do that with Albert. Again, if you build it, Ray, they will come, right? Like That's kind of how I feel about next year. And with what ballpark village, I, I don't know how many games you went to in bike this year, but Cale and I went to a bunch, and we would always walk around the outside of the stadium every night. It was an hour wait before game time for, for ballpark village, Play. and there were people everywhere. And they're not just walking around; they're buying eight dollar beers, and eight dollar deep eddy lemonades, and hot dogs, or whatever. And then They I mean, get drunk
1: and buy a. Jersey. And then they go
0: and they go back and, and do it again. And
1: I, when I was going there to work, I would show up two days, two hours before game time. They would, it was hopping every day, no matter if it was a day game, if it was a night game, if it was a day game on a Thursday. There were college kids from SLU, I'm assuming. They were all over down there the whole time. So I mean, it would take me so long to just get into the damn parking lot because people <laughs> were crossing in front of me the whole time. Like I wasn't the one driving a 1,000-pound machine that could kill them. With no air conditioning or starter. It was your car. <laughs> oh, okay, never mind. never mind. It was your car. If they don't sign a shortstop, they're not winning next year.
2: And I think it's honestly
1: that simple. And I think they're starting to realize it. I, I'm honestly more in on them going spinning big on a shortstop and using, they have so many so much prospect capital
0: that the outfield's too crowded. Trade some of them and get a front end starter. And, I, yeah, which I think, I don't know if you're going to get, yeah, that's interesting because obviously Audrey's got Blake Snell on a trade. Um, was it is it Alex Castor Nevis? Is, is that how you pronounce his name from MLB Network? He was on with Danny Mack today. If I butchered his name, it's I Alex Castor Nevis or Castor Venice sure or whatever. I don't know. You you'd know him if you saw him. Okay. But he was on with Danny Mack on his pod today, and uh, he he said the number one thing that he thinks the Cardinals are going to do is go get a, a frontline line short shortstop. And he threw out all six of the he guys that I really threw makes out. So much sense. And I'm not going to rank them. I'd be happy with any of the six. You said last night you think Seeger's going to New York. That I wouldn't surprise me if both Seeger's end up in New York next year. That oh, wouldn't well, surprise it me. Here, it doesn't he's terrible defensively. And what? He did this he year and he, did good, and he did not have a good and he did not have a good offensive year. I, I don't know. I, I, that's just where I lay and hey, it, it, it's it's fun. Look. All of a sudden my whiskey tastes a little bit. Better. I also have
1: one more thing to say. I understand the whole you can't rely on rookies and I get that. But you can try them, obviously. The Rays' first three games are going to be three rookies starting them.
0: But they're also are going to go like three innings.
1: Jay is not going to go three innings.
0: He might go five. He might go five. Maybe.
1: I'm just saying. You can. You <laughs> right. have to at some well, point okay. rely on your young talent to come up, or you have to trade them. The Rays, the,
0: the Rays have to just send care packages to the Pirates every time they have another guy. Another guy. They got in the Chris Archer trade. Who they also got Chris Archer back. But that was ever right, right, he's done. But yes. whatever, right? Worst trade. One well, of the worst trade I've ever seen in baseball history. It's just it's one of the trades that doesn't even make sense because they weren't competing. Just didn't make any Mike, sense. What? I don't even know no. how they even did yeah, it. Wow. Neither. All right, Mike. Well,
2: you ahead. know why they have to. You know why they have to give all these rookies a shot, right? I mean, their payroll is like twenty-four million, so of course they, give, of course they have to give rookies a shot. Caleb. They also want hundred. I know,
0: but they're the only ones that can do it. They're the only. Right. Ones, no, the Giants don't have all rookies. They got all veterans. They're, they're old. old. That that whole team is older, except for Logan Logan Lamont Wade. Right, and Lamont Wade's like twenty six. Yeah, they're still over. Like the the Rays, I I they I'm telling you they got some Tampa. It's Tampa. Tampa Bay put something in their water, and the Buccaneers, the Lightning, the Rays are just dominating. The Rays are winning two nothing right now, by the way. So, of course they are. <laughs>
2: the I mean, <laughs> why would we ever
0: be surprised? My, okay, Caleb and I broke down last uh, Tuesday. Ours. Who do you have? Who do you have in the world? So, let, actually, let's just go through this quickly, and then we'll get to the NFL. Or right, we'll get to our bets. Okay. Um, let you you want to go through series by series just quickly and you can give me your, your picks. Our brackets are busted. They're not, to be fair, <laughs> because if you look at my actual bracket, I picked the Dodgers and the Rays, but Caleb bullied me into taking the Cardinals because he went first and he took the Cardinals and I couldn't be that guy who all we do is talk about the Cardinals and not take the Cardinals. But honestly, if you look at my bracket that's on the sheet that I have right here, it's the Dodgers so, and the Rays in so, the, the World Series so and I do, have the Rays winning so it. You jinxed us. You I did. That was it. It was on me. All right. So let, you want to go through those real quick?
2: Yeah, I'm just, let's let's bypass the the blow by blow, and I'm just gonna say that um, I, I'm gonna go on a limb, and I'm gonna go with the Giants against the Rays. That's gonna okay. be my all right.
0: I, that would be awesome, wouldn't it? It would be. Yeah. Would be. I, I, <laughs> no
2: I just, I fight. just, think, uh, I, I just think that there's really no logical explanation for the Giants this year, so. I'm, I'm just going to write it off to this being their year. And there's no logical
0: explanation for the Rays over the last 13 years.
2: Exactly. So that's so, that's my that's my World Series prediction now, Giants And Giants.
0: Give me an over-under on fights in the stands during the Dodgers-Giants games.
2: Oh, my gosh. That's going to be a bloodbath in the stands, and I, I am here for it. <laughs> you know that
0: somebody's getting hit. Some, I mean, there's going to be a lot of – there's going to be a lot of – Women hitting people—it's gonna be like the Steelers. Remember the Steelers game, in the first game. Yeah. There's gonna be a lot of people getting hit in those stands.
2: Yeah, it's, yep, That's gonna be off the charts. Like, and like I said, <laughs> I,
1: since the first time ever since the Cardinals lost, and my bracket's completely screwed because <laughs> I went based off emotion. Um, I think it's gonna be Brewers, Astros in the World Series.
0: I like the, I like that. We should put a little money on Fanduel on that.
1: Brewers, Astros, and if that happens, I'm going to Milwaukee and I'm going to a game.
0: Okay my Alex
1: Bregman jersey. I'll see
0: I was going to say I see what Devin can do but I'm not going to go. I'm not talking to him I'll right now. I, I'm not going to try to get a hold of him. <laughs> so, um anyway, yeah, I hey, I love it. I, I do have Dodgers race. Um, I, I do. Oh, except I have the race winning it. I have the race winning the World Series this I year. Then, um, I think so. I would lo- I, I'm on board with Mike. I would love to see the Giants there. Uh, I, I do have, I like about. I said, I have the Braves beating the Brewers. I don't trust the Brewers at all. Um, I, I love that Braves lineup, but again, it's okay. We don't need to rehash it. I, I love what thing. you guys have.
1: I know the Giants awesome. are the Cinderella story this year. Let's not forget they've won three World Series in the last eleven years. Correct. But don't. I don't
0: want them in it again. They don't. No. <laughs> stop. Just go away. Yeah. That right. is. Those. That's fair. That's fair. All right. You want? Hey. Okay. Um, I did wake up uh, Sunday morning on FanDuel, and I did have triple digits in my account. I would like you to know that. <laughs> i'm not saying it's because of you i'm just letting you know that it wasn't as bad of a weekend as it could have been um sure. there were a few bets that we talked about on here that i had in separately that went really yep. well uh did use a few of deep agles parlays that went really well um we did hit the arizona state looked awesome shout out to you on that one bama Ole miss Ole miss just bama wow good old miss just could not move the ball Georgia Tech on the money line. I, I I took the three and a half. I think it's what I got. Uh, I didn't take the money line. They they did not look like they looked the week before.
2: It, yeah, UCF, that didn't
0: matter. UCF UCF and Navy. What what seemed like a, a win on the under was not. And then La Tech could not cover.
2: Yeah, not great. Not <laughs> great. Not a, not a great week at all. So, uh, you know when i lose it's usually in spectacular fashion hey so I, I,
0: I appreciate that
2: in, in, in a lot of ways it, it saves a lot of the the heartache and the you know the, and the sweat when you just get blown out of the water early and you can go on about your day and do some right. other things so um, i have a lot of respect for that actually but i also say you know it's what you do when when times are tough you, you circle the wagons right so that's what we're going to do this week we're going to circle the wagons all right
0: all right because you were on a heater if we're going to be fair you were on a heater
2: and and now it you know we're going to we're going to get back on it we're going to you did
0: the old heat check and air <laughs> Yeah, I,
2: did. I fired it right off the backboard no ram, nothing <laughs> all right all
0: right let's start with the ncaa what do you got for us this week
2: okay so um so, we have a team that's um, in a sandwich spot here. And, Mike, let's face it, you and I appreciate a good sandwich.
0: Absolutely.
2: Uh, so, um, we're looking at uh, Tennessee playing at home against South Carolina. So, Tennessee just absolutely took Mizzou behind the woodshed, 62-24 to last week. And their next two games after this week are Ole Miss and Alabama back-to-back. Woo! So, this week, they're welcoming – a three and two South Carolina team, and they're laying 10 and a half points. So uh, let down plus look ahead for Tennessee. I'm going to take South Carolina and the 10 and a half points. All right. Go, Cops. Uh, yeah, that's right. Go, Cops. Make that pick just
0: so I would say that.
2: Well, I really wanted to mix in the sandwich joke. So that's. Uh...
0: <laughs> I like it. And, and speaking <laughs> of, Mike does know how much I like a sandwich. Yeah, so I got I, mean, few, I got an email or a text from Mike this week for a group on the brown bag bistro, which for all of you is <laughs> the greatest sandwich spot in the world.
2: That's right. I mean we, we uh, us uh connoisseurs of sandwich need to stick together, right?
0: <laughs> Lord and Lady Sandwich. I think sandwiches are <laughs> my favorite food, honestly. Same. I, I wanted you know you know, Mike, to just like just I'm sorry, I'm not trying to like hijack your your betting. No, I yeah. wanted to try this like Hey, I'm not going to eat bread. Thing, right? Like everybody says, white bread is the worst thing for you. Like I could use, I could use to lose a few lbs. If we're going to be honest sure. here, all right? Uh, like, hey, let's try not eating bread. I made it roughly 48 hours.
2: It's hard. It's it, very it's hard. Done.
0: Look, I only get one yeah. shot at this thing, right? Yep. I want a good sandwich.
2: Right. I, I, t- I totally get it, Mike, and I and for me. For me, it's a two edged sword because I love Pepsi more than I do. More than I love anything else, I think. And I would just rather be fat than have to (laughs) keep up Pepsi. It's just the way it is. Like, skinny doesn't feel better than Pepsi tastes. No. (laughs) The the, the two days I didn't eat bread were like
0: the worst 48 hours of my life.
2: Right. Yeah. I I can go, you know, I've done the, uh, the keto diet and it works. I mean, you, you stick to the keto diet for, you know, two, three weeks, you'll lose three or four pounds every week. And, and it works. It's, it's amazing. Um, but it's, it also requires no Pepsi, no bread, no pasta. So basically no carbs, no sugar. And I can do it for three weeks. I can do it maybe a month, but once that first Pepsi, hits the floodgates are open and just the sweet nectar of the gods and i can't i you know once i have one it's it's over i'm and off the wagon the with
0: the keto diet from what i've heard you, you can't just do it for like if you do it for three to four weeks and you lose 20 pounds you have to keep doing it for the rest of your life
2: because well once i mean you get
0: the pepsi or you get the bread, it's like, it just reverses completely back twofold.
2: It does. Yeah. The pounds come right back on. So, (laughs) I mean, you, you have, you have to, you have to find a way. And I have not obviously been able to do that, but you have to find a way to, instead of going full on and full off, you have to find a way to, to mix it up and say, okay, I'm, you know, I'll do keto for five days and then I'll eat what I want on the weekends or something like that to try to, Maintain, yeah. what, maintain what you lost. But I, I've had I no, no fun gonna, with that. Yeah, keep walking my few miles, which I've been not
0: great about, but i would get back to that. Uh, I think I'm just going to live my life. I think that's what I'm going to do.
2: Same. Yep, same yeah. here. I yeah. just, you no
0: know, That something's going to get me, and if it's
2: Pepsi, that's just the way it is.
0: You can't come everywhere to get dieting advice from like Godar and me. But <laughs> here we are. Here we are. So, yep. First of all, it's fantastic advice. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to live my life, and I'm going to be to go ahead and exercise and i'm gonna cut back i don't really drink soda i don't i i will hey here's my problem with soda when i like i love dr you know how you love pepsi i love dr pepper right but yeah. i I only allow myself to have it maybe twice a month the problem is when i have it i have like six of them <laughs> yeah and the real yeah,
1: yeah, problem is i try to tell him not to do it and to not <laughs> grab two at a time instead of just have one and he yeah. doesn't listen he and gets then, mad at me he, he can do what he do <laughs>
0: So and the worst thing my- is I know, I know that it kills my stomach, like it absolutely yeah. tears up my stomach. But I do it anyway because, hey, no one said I was intelligent.
2: <laughs> well, I don't. I, I knock on wood. I don't. I don't have any stomach issues from it, other than it just keeps getting bigger. But, <laughs> um, but for me, my problem is is that I, I don't like water, and oh, so
0: okay, so- I drink
2: a ton of water. So that's the problem for me is like, if I stop drinking Pepsi, then what do I substitute? Well, I, I drink sweet tea. Well, that's no better. So right. I'm still fat and I'm missing out on my Pepsi. So I, yeah, it's a, yeah, it, it's a never ending battle for me. And I, and I'm with you. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna die fat and happy. That's just the way it's gonna be. Yeah. Again,
0: to our 412,000 listeners, you're welcome for what just happened.
2: Absolutely. That's gold. <laughs> All right, so so my next game on the slate, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go from uh, the Cox to the Beavers, oh, and we're going to we're going to go Oregon State minus three and a half over Washington State.
0: You oh, did this. You no. did all this on purpose. Yeah, How by long were you sitting <laughs> on that? You've one? been giggling on this for a while, haven't you?
2: Well, I'm, I, I'm not going to admit to that, uh, well, but I'm yeah. <laughs>
0: Okay, minus three and a half. I lost it after I heard Beavers. Yeah,
2: yeah. So what you're what you're saying, Caleb, is you don't believe that was incidental.
0: I don't
1: believe it was improv. No. I can no. get it written down today on a note I kept reading it to remember.
2: Oh, uh, okay. All right. Well, yeah. So Oregon State's minus three and a half against Washington State. Um, so Oregon State's actually uh, hitting their stride and and somewhat in the driver's seat in the Pac-12 somehow. Uh, they're coming off a win over Washington, and before that, a win over USC. And they're finally getting some respect. This is uh, this is only the third time they've been a favorite since their uh, new coach took over like three years ago So it, uh, in a Pac-12 game. So, I think uh, Washington State's not very good, and I feel like Oregon State's kind of feeling their oats. So, I'm going to yeah. roll Minus three and a half. It. I love it. All for
0: Ocho Cinco.
2: <laughs> right. right. So, uh, yeah. Go you Cots. know that he went to
0: Oregon State because their name was the Beavers. I mean, he could have gone to Blackburn.
2: Right. But he right. chose
0: Oregon State instead. He chose the, the Far West Beavers. And that was a boxer. Over the Midwest Beavers. Right. Yep. Yeah. Okay. All right. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we really. It, it, my mind never stays on track, so I'm sorry about that. I apologize. I hijacked that. I love it. I love the Oregon State pick. Um, let's go.
2: Okay, my next pick. Um, this is more a bet against uh, Central Florida than it is for East Carolina. But um, East Carolina at Central Florida. Just don't see how this can be a double-digit line. We're getting ten points with East Carolina. I am not a believer at all in Central Florida this year they've not been very impressive to me they lost to navy a 17 point favorites last week yeah. so before that a, a big loss to louisville and uh, i'm just not, i'm not a believer and i think uh east carolina is solid they're not great but i think easily to stay within 10 points here we're going to take east carolina plus 10 all right all right love it and then we're going to go out west um we have Wyoming coming in undefeated, um, and they're hosting Air Force. I'm sorry, they're at Air Force, and Air Force is minus five. Um, I don't look for Wyoming to stay undefeated. Um, Air Force is playing really good ball. Wyoming, while they are 4-0, um, their their victories are over the likes of UConn, who is possibly the worst team in, in FBS, uh, they beat Ball State, Northern Illinois, and Montana State. So they're not exactly beating the who's who of college football in this 4-0 start. Uh, meanwhile, Air Force, I think, uh, came in with pretty good expectations for the year, um, only laying five points here. I think that's a very reasonable number. So we're going to go Air Force minus five. All right. Are they the Falcons? Air Force the Falcons? They, they sure are. They are oh, the Falcons. My cousin yes, goes to
0: The Air Force Academy.
2: And they're playing at Falcon Stadium, so oh.
0: that's right. Hey, Okay, yeah. I, I'm sorry. I've got another story. Yeah. Okay, I apologize. That's all
2: that's good, good, man. Well, this so, is your show, I, so man. My, you get to tell the stories.
0: <laughs> my first year <laughs> of teaching, right, a long time ago, I was at Pacific High School, all right, and I was teaching a speech class, public speaking, all seniors. Had a bunch of baseball players and a bunch of athletes, but some really cool baseball players, too. I was coaching baseball at the time, just guys I really, really liked. And they had to do a commercial, right? So they had to create a product, sell the product, create like an infomercial to sell said product. So these guys came up with Falcon Insurance, all right? So they all had to sign up. And I'm like, oh, an insurance. thing. this should be pretty interesting. The four of them, all four baseball players, did the skit and, and stayed in character for at least five minutes. And they did it all in wise guy tone. So instead of Falcon insurance, it was Falcon insurance. And for five minutes, I was sitting there waiting for a principal or a superintendent to come in as these guys just dropped the F-bomb 472,000 times. And I couldn't stop laughing. I was like 24 years old. It was yeah. really funny. So everything was, you got to get some Falcon insurance. We got your fucking insurance.
2: Don't and you wish you had laughing. that on
0: video? Do what?
2: Don't you wish you had that on video? Absolutely, now?
0: it's a story I will never forget, and it was one of the funniest. They got, they all got one hundred on it. I, oh, absolutely, walked in, I probably would have been fired, <laughs> but I, I couldn't stop. Like I was laughing, I think harder than the kids because some of the kids I don't think understood like what they were doing. You know, like oh, they're just saying the up. No, like they didn't get that they were doing the wise guys. It was, it was epic. So every time I hear the term Falcon, only a senior in high school. Would do absolutely, that. and and <laughs> brilliant. I would have never come up with that. My senior, never come up. with That was so. I'll I was like, I'll you get, guys, that was incredible. I got a little worried to do it. It was so fantastic. I think they knew me, and they kind of knew my personality, and they would had me as a coach, and they they'd had me for the year in class, and so I kind of knew that they could get away. Also, they were seniors. I don't think they really cared, but it was it was awesome. It was one of my favorite teaching moments in my 24 year teaching career.
2: That's awesome. That's a great <laughs> story.
0: So go Falcons, go Falcons.
2: Uh, there you go. So my last, <laughs> my last pick of the day. That, that is a, that is a fantastic story, and I'm sure you've had lots of moments like that over your teaching career. So and, many, uh, but that's my favorite. Pro- probably not the only time you were close to getting fired. Let's be no, honest. So- <laughs> I would tell
0: the other one that I really thought I was going to get fired, but I'm not going to.
2: Okay, it's all good. Yeah. I
0: would, I, just so everyone knows, he was laughing because he knows the story. Just, I did not do something like bad as a, as a human, oh. and, but I said yeah. something that I should not have said in a moment of weakness. I'm and sure. yeah, we'll just—I'll I'll, tell—I'll tell you that over a nice cold Pepsi. When you one heard night. the story, you wouldn't agree That's with it, and you might think you, you, you might think less of me as a human. But yeah. you know, I won't. Like, I mean, I no, you know. we'll, we'll go watch some college football. We'll have some hot wings and some Pepsi to sports tap, and I'll tell you the story. But perfect. You're have to sit somewhere away from everybody else because <laughs> no one else can hear it. <laughs> all right, that sounds good. All right, all, all, right,
2: right. all right. So I'm my go, last- all right,
0: Let's go back. Let's get back. Before, let's get back move to all, Let's move
2: on. Yeah. So the last college pick. Um, we've got uh, Virginia Tech um, hosting Notre Dame. Uh, Notre Dame is a one point favorite on the road, and I'm looking at the total here of 47, and I'm gonna I'm gonna play this under 47. Um, Both teams uh, have a really good defense. That's the strength of their team, both teams. Uh, Notre Dame last week um, had the uh, tough loss to Cincinnati. Uh, Virginia Tech muscled past uh, a game Richmond squad, 21-10. to But neither of these teams light up the scoreboard for the most part. Um, Virginia Tech's only scored over 30 once this year, and that was against Middle Tennessee. And uh, and we've all seen what Notre Dame's been doing offensively, which is a uh, struggle week to week. So I'm gonna t- I'm gonna take this game under 47 and hope it doesn't go to overtime. And we all
0: know that in Blacksburg, right? Isn't that where it is, Blacksburg? It's correct. Yep. Yeah. Yep. When they start playing inner Sandman, it's the that, best. That place starts going crazy. <laughs> I don't understand what like you see jump around in, in Wisconsin and you see the other. Places to do it—it's so epic. I—I'm I, surprised every stadium doesn't do it.
2: They should, because uh, where there's a full pack house, it, it doesn't get any better than that. It's, it's awesome. A, it's All, right. All right, college.
0: So here's what we've got: we've got South Carolina, the Cox, plus ten and a half, right against Tennessee. Correct. We've got Oregon State, the Beavers, minus three and a half, uh, at home against Washington State. Okay. All right. ECU, they're the Pirates, correct?
2: That is correct.
0: All right, ECU's the Pirates, uh, plus 10. We got Air Force, yep, the Falcons. 10. We got them, <laughs> minus 5. And then we got the Notre Dame-Virginia Tech under at 47. That's right. I mean, that sounds like 5 for 5 right there.
2: It does. It, does. it just it, it smells 5 for 5 to me. Absolutely. Um, All I, right. I want
0: to get to the NFL. I'm not going to bring up the Jets and the Titans game.
2: I <sighs> appreciate that. I don't that. want to talk
0: about the Saints and the, the game that we had either.
2: <laughs> yeah, what a miserable Sunday, huh?
0: It was garbage.
2: Yeah. Absolute
0: garbage. I don't understand the NFL at all. I'm not going to lie. I, I don't know who's good. I don't know who's not I had the over in the Vegas uh, Chargers game. That seemed like a lot. The Raiders decided not to score at all.
1: That's what I was about to say. The Chargers are really good.
0: But so, the Raiders yeah, the are Chargers, great. The Raiders the, with the Pittsburgh and one. The
1: Chargers might be the best team in the NFL right now.
0: It's I, I mean, Arizona might have something to say about that. They're undefeated. Yeah, they're good. I, think had, the, are, I, I had that I game. Had, that, they, had a really good parlay in that game, too. It did they, not work out. I think those are the two best teams in the football right So, now. we'll see. It's week four. We'll see. But now we're <laughs> week five. So, I'm not even going to talk about the Jets-Titans because I don't want to talk about the Saints either.
2: That's fair enough. Okay. But, but because of my picks, we're going to have to talk about them both. So. Okay. <laughs> all right
0: okay fair all right
2: let's go so i don't know if you know this or not but sunday morning we have a london game we do and it starts at 8 30 in the morning um i don't get to sleep in much anymore um you know in my high school college days i i had no problem sleeping until noon one o'clock um on a daily basis during the summer um but now the body clock is, is set, and I don't get to sleep in much. But on Sundays, I typically don't wake up until about 10. It's the only day of the week I actually sleep in. Mm-hmm. The only possible way that I'm getting up at 8.30 to watch the Jets and the Falcons play in London is if I have some money on it. All right. So my alarm will be set for 8.15 Sunday because I'm, I'm rolling with the Jets plus three against the Falcons. All right. In
0: in uh, the Queensland.
2: Yes. And so this, this is not a bet because I'm overly impressed with the Jets um, based on their win over the Titans. But the Jets do have a good defense. Um, even before the Titans game, the Jets defense has played fairly well this year, all things considered, that they haven't gotten any help from their offense at all. And the Falcons are bad on defense and they're also going to be missing their number 1 receiver Calvin Ridley. He's staying home. He's not making the trip for personal Ooh. reasons. And so the Jets defense is pretty solid. The Falcons offense has been bad and now they're missing their best player. So I'm just holding my nose and I'm taking the Jets plus 3 in the 8:30 game.
0: All right. I think to be fair, Mike you can probably sleep till
2: 10 and get up
0: and watch the second <laughs> half. Anything You're probably right. Fine. Your, You're probably your, your right. life will not be worse for
2: wear. <laughs> You're probably right. I mean, yeah. and what's the worst that can happen? I wake up and it's 24-0 Falcons and then I can go back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Don't kick off of a new game. <laughs> here's yep. what will happen. Not you'll good. wake
0: up. You'll wake up a little bit late. The game will have been on for about 20 minutes. You'll click it on and here's what you will hear. Never in the history of football has a team taken back four straight punt returns for touchdowns <laughs> but the Falcons have today. Yep, in London.
2: Nothing, in London. nothing would surprise me. Nothing yeah, would surprise me. Yeah, I, nothing would surprise me.
0: So the well, next well,
2: game the next game I'm looking at is your Saints um against the Washington football team. Uh we have the Saints minus but I'm, I'm making a play on the over 43 and a half. Okay. I think so. I think last week um, the, the Saints did show some vulnerability on defense. Um, and I know they're a little banged up on defense. Um, but they were able, you know, to move the ball. And Washington's defense, especially their secondary, has been really bad. So I'm expecting the Saints to be able to put some points on the board against the football team, and I also think um, Washington should be able to score in the 20s also against the Saints. I think it's going to be a good game, and I think over 43-and-a-half is a pretty reasonable play. All right. Um, so this is a play that you guys are both going to hate, which, that's, uh, you know, that's how I roll. Uh, <laughs> it's, you know, it's – I'm a, I'm a believer in you don't under you don't know what's going on in the NFL. You, you said it yourself. You don't know who's good and who's not. And the team that looks like a world beater one week uh, trips up and struggles the next week. And that's what I'm counting on with my next play. I'm gonna take the 49ers plus five points at Arizona. The Cardinals are undefeated. the 49ers came into the season as the favorite to win the division. They're now um, they're they're now the longest shot on the board to win the West. I mean, rightfully so, based on their two and two record. But I, I think this is the spot. We're going to get a uh, Trey Lance is going to get his, his first NFL start, and I and I think it's going to turn into a shootout. And I'm just going to I'm just going to bank on the 49ers, keeping it within five points. I'm going to take the Niners plus five. I, I
0: like. Has it been confirmed that Lance is going to start? Did Jimmy G not practice today?
2: It hasn't been confirmed, but Jimmy G did not practice today, so I would okay. be shocked if he turns it around to, to get the start on I Sunday. Don't at this do
1: the 49ers
0: are good at anything. They are. They can run the ball, and Debo Samuel is a beast. That's
1: about it, though. Their defense
0: is not good. It's played It's played okay, but here's the thing. I had it on fantasy. it's not
1: been good.
0: <laughs> it's been okay. The Cardinals, I, I, I like that pick just because I think everybody's going to be on the Cardinals. So that yep. line, we, we might be able to – that line might go up, dude.
2: It very well could. You might be able to get six by kickoff on Sunday.
0: Yep. Yep. I I, I love I like Trey Lance. I think he's going to be very good. He was very exciting in in verse last weekend. He's been better than, I mean, honestly, one of the best rookie quarterbacks, and he only played once. I mean, Matt Jones has been serviceable, obviously, but Justin Fields looks awful, but that's more of a reflex on that than anything. Is so explosive. Yeah, it is. I yeah. But it I, might be explosive offense. Yeah, I, I think with, with Samuel him. and Kittle and Ayuk, oh, even though he has not been very good, I, I'm intrigued by that. I like that.
2: Yeah, and I just think uh, I think Kyle Shanahan's going to come out with a great game plan. Um, he, always he always does. He always
0: does. He's, he, always He's does. like Tom yeah. McVay. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, and, and so I I think I mean I wouldn't be completely shocked or bowled over if San Francisco won the game outright, but. I think it's going to be a one-score game, and I'm gonna I'm gonna roll a plus five. And if, if we can wait till kickoff, which I probably will, Mike, like you, I think this line's likely to go up with all the public money coming in on Arizona being undefeated. I I might wait until halftime of the noon games and, and see if we can get that up to six or six and a half. I think that's exactly what I'm gonna do. Yeah, uh, and then we're gonna go ahead and make two uh, player prop uh, player prop plays. Um, like we do every week. Um, So the first one, I'm going to go in the Minnesota-Detroit game. The Lions are banged up. Uh, Their secondary is completely decimated. Um, Even their offensive line is decimated, and uh, the Vikings are desperate for wins now. They're sitting at one and three. Um, They were expected to be a lot better than that. So I think they're going to be able to move the ball with ease in this game. Um, And I think they're, I I think they will likely light up the Lions. The Lions have found a way in a lot of their games to stay within striking distance and keep it from being a complete blowout. So I think with that game plan in mind, I'm taking Adam Thielen over 62 and a half receiving yards. Okay. I like Thielen
0: with just about any play, I think.
2: Yeah. I mean, you know, plus 62 and a half with the Lions secondary and dire straits. I mean, that, that number could be reached by halftime. if And it could be reached on one play. Yeah,
0: on one play to
2: right, exactly. Yep.
0: Yeah. And here's yeah. the thing, too. You had Eckler last week, 34 and a half. He had 28 at Yeah, 28
2: a half. We needed yeah. seven yards in the second half. I did, yep. That's been the story of my year so far, Mike.
0: <laughs> oh, Mike. All, All right, right, so. What do we have for the last one?
2: The last one, uh, the last one I'm going to go to uh, the Giants and Dallas game. Um, I'm really surprised by the number on this one. Um, the, the Giants struggle uh, stopping the run, and the Cowboys run the ball really well. And they've, they've game-planned both of their backs um, into the game plan as far as running the ball. And you're getting a two-headed monster of Zeke and Tony Pollard instead of just all Zeke all the time. And they set this over under at 40 and a half rushing yards for Tony Pollard. So I am, I'm all in on the over. All right. Uh, The only, the only game that he's been held under 60 this year was week one against Tampa Bay. And Tampa Bay doesn't allow anybody to rush. And Pollard only had three carries for 14 yards in that game. But since then, he's rushed for 109, 60, and 67 with a minimum of 10 carries. So I think over 40 and a half yards is a very reasonable ask against the Giants and a game that the Cowboys should be ahead. Most of the game. All right. All right. So let me recap. All right. We got yep. uh,
0: the jets in the, in the motherland plus three over the Falcons, uh, saints, Washington football team. I've called them the Redskins like 47 times on here. So we'll just stick to the WFT um, over the 43 and a half 49ers plus five against the cards, uh, Adam Thielen over the 62 and a half on receiving yards versus the Lions. And Tony Pollard over 40 and a half rushing yards against the Giants. they
2: right. You, that's correct.
0: Oh, that sounds. Hey, let's go 10 and 0, brother.
2: It, we're due. We are due for a 10 and 0.
0: Oh, man. So. My, my <laughs> Fandle account would love that if that happened.
2: Yeah, this is, this is the week we really get working on a starter for Caleb.
1: Uh, <laughs> I don't even know where my car is right now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's gone. At least, here's the good thing. At least the weather is changing. You don't need the air conditioner so, now. I, it.
2: Well, I just hope it didn't get repoed based on my uh, football plays the first four weeks. It didn't.
0: It's paid off. It didn't. It's taken <laughs> okay. care of. So it didn't get repoed. Okay, All uh, dude, once again, thank you so much for taking your Thursday night and joining us. Uh, some great, excellent baseball conversation. And then it's always good to discuss football and tell a few stories here and there. Uh, it's also now I want a sandwich.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I might uh, see if I can uh, grab one on my way back in.
0: <laughs> oh, dude, you're the best. Appreciate it. Let's, uh, like I said, let's go ten and zero. Go. T- who the Titans have this weekend?
2: Oh, uh, the Titans are at Jacksonville.
0: Okay. Well, I went, oh I think, no. Oh man. Let's just hope Urban doesn't stick his fingers up somebody's butt.
2: Hey, you just gotta grind out a win, right? <laughs> yeah.
0: Imagine <laughs> losing to Justin Jacksonville too in
2: Oh yeah, God, Mike. Hey let, let me just tell you. If you think you were salty a few weeks ago, <laughs> get a load of me if they lose to the Jets and Jacksonville back to back.
0: Brown going to play, my fantasy team truly needs him to not just play but be good. Damn it! Well, he, pra-
2: he he practiced today, so I really okay. do believe Jay will be back this week.
0: If Julio Jones play, and Jacksonville can't stop it We'll talk Urban Meyer later. We'll, I I don't want to get into he's that he's now. Just, There's so much to talk Julio about. Is Julio Jones
1: going to play?
2: Um, I doubt it.
1: Oh no.
2: I think we'll get AJ. I think we'll get AJ back this week, and probably Julio next week.
1: Okay. Hopefully, Chenault gets me some yards.
2: All right, dude. Oh, uh, he will. buddy gets yards against the Titans' defense. Okay. lock him into your Sorry,
0: I was gonna 180 on him. <laughs> he really gets mad <laughs> on you. Don't let him do that. Uh, dude, you're the best. We love having you on every week. It's it's been so much fun for us, and uh, I really appreciate you taking your time out to to join our idiot show and be a part of it.
2: Appreciate it. Go, go, Cox, go, Beavers, and let's get a sandwich.
0: Absolutely. That was perfect. I don't even know how to end it now. That sounds like someone who has a hot
1: mail email.
2: (laughs) Guilty as charged, baby. I'm working on my mullet now. (laughs) Oh, man. All right. Listen, guys, we can't thank you enough once again for
0: joining us. Um, Hey, it's fun. It, It was much better to sit here and laugh after the way I felt coming on the show a little bit today, the way I felt all day. My poor students, they got really salty noble today. So, um, I wasn't in the best of, of moods, but it's much better. Uh, the future is bright. If you're a Cardinal fan, always understand that. Also, remember, we talked about this last time. We've been, if you don't want to call it spoiled, we've been lucky. And we've been really, really, really privileged to be Cardinals fans. Uh, it's not Alex's Ray's fault. Do not pile on on one guy. Remember, the game. The, the guys were bigger than the game.
1: Also, anyone sending him hate messages, right. racist messages on Twitter, go fuck yourself.
0: And rethink your whole life. So, um, again, hey, they're going to be back. They're going to be back back stronger, bigger, stronger, better. I think that's a thing. So that's what we're going to do. Once again, guys, we really appreciate all of you. Have an amazing weekend. Uh, Mike's about to circle the wagons. We're about to go 10-0, and 0, so let's all make some cash. Uh, everybody out there, stay safe. Take care of each other. We'll talk to you later. Cheers. The more you know, the more you know, the more you know. It's the more you know.